Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. This morning, it is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. I'm going to recap the Nationals' 5-3 win on Tuesday night over the New York Mets. I'm sorry, guys. I would have gotten this out last night, but Mother Nature had other plans over a uh, one-hour-long rain delay occurred in this game, causing it to end around, gosh, I think it restarted at 10.59 p.m., so uh, we ended up finishing this game around 11.30, and it was uh, difficult to record a podcast, obviously, that late, so I thought I would just get up and uh, get her done this morning and get it out to you all. A nice 5-3 to three win last night for the Nationals, uh, and I also previewed tonight's game. The Nationals look to take two from the Mets, in this midweek series. So recap of last night's 5-3 win, and then also look ahead to uh, tonight, Wednesday night's game against the Mets. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki! See you later! The Nets have won it! Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth! This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back, it's a grand slam! Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast, your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors. Let's get to it here. Last night, it was the Nationals 5, the Mets 3. And before we really get going, um, I hope everybody is staying safe out there. Obviously, storms of the East Coast. A lot of my colleagues I've been working a a broadcasting seminar the last couple weeks with have been without power. So I hope if you're listening on the East Coast, you are safe. Uh, Hopefully, you're with power or will be soon. And uh, hopefully, this podcast can provide some of us a bit reprieve from the weather or Whatever else is going on in the world, obviously, there is a lot happening right now. All right, so to the action last night, compelling game. Um, this this game kind of uh, embodied a lot of the issues slash positives that both teams have. And uh, it was funny. I watched the uh, SNY feed because I'm a huge fan of Gary Cohen, uh, Ron Darling, and Keith Hernandez. I think they're an excellent broadcast crew. And so your pitching matchup last night was Patrick Corbin and Steven Matson. It was funny. With two outs in the first inning, uh, they had discussed how Steven Matz's first inning woes, much like many of the of the Nationals pitchers, are kind of gone and, and might be a thing of the past. Uh, Howie Kendrick had something to say about that. This is a big one to left center. See you later. They passed along personal messages to their nets, and Howie says, I'm tired of people catching my line drives. And it was something that we had mentioned a lot on this podcast, Connor Jones and I had talked about, Howie Kendrick hitting the ball hard. He has been doing it really um, all season up to this juncture, and this was a massive game for Howie. He had four hits, uh, and he drove in a run as well, too. 
he was dialed in. And that was one thing that his approach never changes. And we will hear more from Howie later in this game. But uh, somebody the Nationals just acquired in the second, uh, made a big impact in the second inning. Josh Harrison got in on the homer parade. This is what it sounded like. Josh Harrison deep to left. See you later. How about that for a first knock with your new team? Juan Soto dancing on the dugout. Both those first two calls come courtesy of Masson Bob Carpenter and FP Santangelo. Besides the beautiful sights and sounds of Juan Soto being back in a Nationals uniform, back at Nationals Park, dancing on top of the dugout. A really nice first hit for Josh Harrison. And this was part of the story last night. That meat and potatoes of the Nationals lineup comes through. We discussed how Turner and Eaton had been a majority of the Nationals offense. They did not record a hit last night. But here comes the three, four, five, six parts of the lineup. Kendrick with the four hits. Cabrera with two. Castro with two. And then Harrison with that home run as well. Also drove in a run later in the game. So, I mean, you get 10 hits last night. Nine of them come from your three, four, five, and six hitters. And that middle of the lineup is producing. And also, too, they're ready to circle around Juan Soto. Those guys are ready to be placed around the best offensive weapon. And the Nationals getting to four and four last night kind of shows that this this, uh, this thing is rounding into form. The next thing I want you guys to, to hear and also focus on is this stretch that the Nationals have in the third inning. All of the runs the Nats scored came in the first three innings. They did an excellent job in the third inning of going the other way against Steven Matz. He kind of has that, um, he throws a fastball, and also it kind of has a, I guess you could call it a cutter, almost a, a bit a bit of a back inside action to right-handed hitters. Um, obviously from that left angle, a left-handed arm slot, and he's a bit wider than maybe your, your normal pitcher is sometimes. So I want you guys to, to listen to this because the Nats, the hit parade, I mean, they get um, three or four straight hits here, and essentially all of them except for one go to right field. Uh, most of them are right-handed hitters, and a majority of them here are going to go to right field. They did an excellent job uh, of going with pitches, and this is an example of that. Oh, my. Barreled the other way. And you talk about this often after you pull one, they're going to work you away, and then Howie just hammers one that way. Well, that's the Howie Kendrick I remember, right? A tough out. A guy that stayed on everything, hit the ball the other way with authority. Man, how far out was that pitch? And he hit it fair into the right field corner. Howie heading for third. Chip Hale will hold him. Second and third, one out as the right-handed batters are using the other side of the yard. Well, here's a great opportunity for Starlin to get into the RBI column here. Castro to right center on the ground on a hop to Conforto. Everybody moves up 90 feet. It's 3-0, and Castro gets his first RBI as a nat. Runners at the corners with one out. And this one out to left. Nimmo has to back up a bit. Cabrera at third. Everybody safe. Good running to get to second with two outs for Castro. With the way these balls are just flying to right field, to left field this year. That's well hit. On the ground to Conforto with one hop. 
Throw home. Not even close. And Kiboom checks in with an RBI to make it 5-0. That would be the end of Mance's day. And the Nationals, once again, doing a good job getting starting pitching. Uh, which is something, actually, they, they really haven't done a ton of this year. I mean, they made they definitely did make the Blue Jays work. But on this night, Mats goes three innings, seven hits allowed, five earned runs, three strikeouts, allows those two homers. And that was something before the game I had mentioned in yesterday's preview. Mats can give up a long ball. The Nats were able to get two off of him. Uh, the rest of the way, you know, the Mets bullpen and good job by the Nats of getting to the Mets bullpen because the Mets bullpen has not been great this year. Mets bullpen does a pretty good job. I mean, Paul Sewald, Familia Batances, Diaz, and those back three especially are the three they believe to be, uh, they want that to be their stoppers, uh, in, in addition to Seth Lugo. They had, they did a pretty good job. Now, obviously, not the highest leverage situation, um, we know, I'm trailing the game, but it was a close ball game. And um, Corbin was kind of, you know, not coasting, but he's been doing a good job at this point. Top of the fourth is where they finally meet some trouble. This is where the Mets are able to strike back. And Michael Conforto, who has Patrick Corbin's number in the past, did some damage there in the fourth. Conforto grounded into the shift his first time up. Conforto mm. hits this one well out to left. Back goes Harrison to the warning track at the wall. It's out of here. Michael Conforto with an opposite field. Two-run homer to get the Mets going. Yeah, and, and Conforto was one of the guys who did uh, the damage last night for the New York Mets. The Mets are, are really becoming, um, the current Mets are really becoming what the early part of the season, I mean early, early part of the season, Nationals were bad with runners in scoring position. Alonzo had a single that made this thing 5-3. But besides that, the Nationals, excuse me, the Mets last night were 1-for-6 with runners in scoring position. They left 10 on base. And later in the game, uh, Tanner Rainey does a good job of getting the, the Nats out of some trouble after Ryan Harper issued a couple walks. But the night uh, for Patrick Corbin, five and two-thirds innings pitched, eight hits allowed, three earned runs, one walk, eight Ks, the homer too. So Patty Corbin, uh, another successful, um, for him at least, St. Patty's Day. He pitched well in the opener. He pitched well here today as well, helping the Nationals uh, get to even four and four on the season. Once again, later in the game, Tanner Rainey did face some trouble in the Seventh inning, he was able to work his way out of it. This bullpen for the Nationals has been stellar so far this season. Uh, last night, another outing where they pitched the rest of the way over uh, three and uh, third innings recorded for the bullpen last night, and two hits allowed. They strike out five, uh, one walk between the four bullpen pitchers, or excuse me, three walks from the four bullpen pitchers. The pen does a good job of keeping the Mets off the board for the rest of the game. And uh, that rain delay comes later in the eighth inning and over an hour-long rain delay, guys come back out. Nice job by the bullpen of getting things done in the ninth inning. Daniel Hudson closes things out, only issues a walk, strikes out two. The Nationals take it by a final score of 5-3. to three. Uh, You feel for the Mets just a touch because, you know, they had a Rosario injury, Cano injury, and then... Obviously, Yoannis Cespedes leaving the team kind of without warning. F.P. Santangelo tweeted it yesterday. He said it's kind of one of those days where whoever shows up to the ballpark is going to be in the lineup, and that was true. I mean, we saw Ryan Cordell in the lineup last night, who I don't think we've seen this year um, for the New York Mets. 
Brian Dozier was in the lineup last night for the Mets. Um, and also, you know, their new star, or the, excuse me, the, their new, who they hope to be a star, Andres Jimenez, was in the lineup as well last night. So Mets kind of piecing things together. No Eric Thames last night for the Nationals. And uh, we'll see what, kind of where that situation goes. And then Juan Soto, obviously, they're going to ease him back into things. Uh, he was available to pinch hit last night. Did not do so. They didn't need him. But he is back with the team. Andrew Stevenson getting optioned uh, back to the, to the, the other squad. Uh, so his time for right now with the Nationals is, uh, is, is up. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see him <laughs> very soon back in D.C. with the team. So there's that for the recap of last night's game. A word from our sponsors, and then we'll take a look ahead to the Nationals-Mets Round 2 tonight on Wednesday. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Postmates. If you're like me, you think about dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that is why I love Postmates. Love them even more right now because they can offer contactless delivery, and during these times, that is so important for me. Also, they don't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens or 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get everything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is offering our listeners $100 off of free delivery for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 off of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates it. All right, so Nationals-Mets round two tonight at Nats Park. The Nats come into this game at 4-4. Four and four. The Mets come into this game at 4-8. and eight. Uh, Max Scherzer is going to be on the bump against Rick Porcello, and uh, Rick Porcello has, he has been going through it this year. A 13.5 ERA so far this season. Things have gone uh, south for Mr. Porcello. Two, two games he started. He has um, thrown a total of six innings, allowed 12 hits, nine runs, six walks, six strikeouts. So the Nationals, with a chance to uh, continue some of their good offensive play that they have been experiencing lately, Max Scherzer counters for the hometown Natadudes. And for Scherzer, it has been, uh, you know, we two starts in the season, and one was a bit better than the other. The, the Yankees start, you know, had its moments, but also two gives it the four and runs. Last game against the Blue Jays, at that seven and one-third innings uh, game where he struck out ten, only allowed three hits, three walks, and he gave up no runs. The Nats needed all of that. I'm not sure they're going to need uh, the seven innings plus shutout tonight to handle the Mets, but Scherzer, you know, he'll always bring uh, same fire, same competitive energy, game to game. We'll see if we might see Juan Soto. Obviously, I don't think he'll start much like last night, but I do think there's a better chance that we see him get uh, an A-B tonight. So hopefully they're able to get him back out there. And a good chance, once again, for the Nationals to put some distance between them and the New York Mets and get themselves above 500 as they head in towards a weekend series with the surprisingly pretty good Baltimore Orioles. So that's your preview for that. We'll be back with a post-game show after tonight's game, 6.05 start time for Mets and Nationals tonight on Wednesday. And also, guys, before we get out of here, make sure you guys go check out the Locked On MLB podcast. 
as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. All of these things part of the Locked On Podcast Network.